Welcome into another episode of the Five Foot Nothing, a Hundred Nothing podcast. I'm your host, and I am Five Foot Nothing, a Hundred Nothing. Now, before I get going, um, I want to thank everyone who has listened to the first few episodes. I appreciate it very much. Uh, thank you for the feedback. You know, I'm just having fun here. I'm a Notre Dame fan, born and raised a Notre Dame fan. I bleed blue and gold. Uh, I enjoy doing this, and, you know, I'm going to keep doing it and keep having fun with it and just run with it. And the other thing I do want to mention is while I am on Twitter as f- at 5 foot nothing pod, um, I also am on Twitter as MJPalk21, but I'm kind of on a, a Twitter break, and I'll talk more about that at the end, but... You know, sometimes we need a break, but I, I want to keep doing the podcast. I enjoy it. There's things I want to talk about, and this is a great platform for me to talk about them because that's what podcasts are meant for, right? So I do want to get into a few things today, but the meat of this episode is going to be recruiting and all of our commitments that signed uh, last week. So I, I will get into that. But some other stuff I'll, I'll touch on as I go through this. I, I want to talk about the EA Sports College football announcement. Uh, I do I do want to talk about recruiting, uh, you know, a bit of a Twitter hiatus. I'll get into that at the end. But let's jump into it. And before I get going, you know the deal. Watch me for the changes and try to keep up. Now, first, I do want to kick it off with this EA Sports college football announcement. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty sure as much as I saw it on Twitter before I kind of went a little in the dark, everybody is excited about this. I know I am. Man, I I miss it. I mean, (laughs) it was so awesome. Like, And I didn't always play it because – like the last time we played, I think Everett Golson was the Notre Dame quarterback. It was obviously number five, six foot, South Carolina. Like that was Everett Golson. I get it. But I didn't play it because it was Everett Golson. I played it because I love college football and it had college football, you know, schemes and play designs and so on. You know, the, the players likeness and things like that. That was neat. You know, I did have fun going through and entering the names of all the players and stuff and um, honestly, it helped me get to know the roster a little bit better, uh, interestingly enough, just by namesake and you know, maybe what they can do and things like that. But I I don't like that they took such a long break from the game because I didn't think a lot of people were playing it because it was Everett Golson or uh, Jameis Winston at the time of Florida State or – um, who was the quarterback at Oregon at the time? It was uh, there was Masoli and uh, Darren Thomas? Like there were, yes, there were guys that you're like, oh, that's who that is. But I think a lot of people played it because college football is freaking awesome. I mean, it's so much fun. Running your program was so much fun. Yeah, going through the recruiting process, you know, keep hitting those recruits up and trying to get the best guy and that was fun, and that's the stuff that they need to keep. I'm not worried about if the quarterback for Notre Dame is 
or looks like Tyler Buckner or plays like Tyler. I don't care about that. I don't care if it's Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree. And I mean, the guys are the guys. It's they're they're players. You know, uh, if they can get that incorporated, fantastic. That's a a little you know nugget on top. But I want the game back. I want to be able to go through recruiting. I want and now today's fo- college football. Oh my goodness, how much stuff is there going to be? I mean, transfer portals and you're nonstop recruiting your guys. I don't even know how that would work. But the other cool thing is it gives me a reason to upgrade my PS3. Yes, I am still on a PS3. I've had no reason to upgrade, quite honestly, because I lived – I every year I got college football. Other games, yeah, so maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But college football I bought every single year because I wanted to. And I haven't had it. I haven't had a reason to buy it or upgrade my system, I should say. And I can't buy it. But this is a reason to buy a PS5, so that's kind of neat. have to you know, f- figure out a way to get my hands on one of those. And then with today's social media and everybody interacts, I know I've made plenty of friends. You know, shoot, like let's get a league going or something. How fun would that be? You know, I've done it in Madden, you know, a couple – several years ago. But I never did it with college football. I'm sure there's got to be a way to do it. And I know we'd all have fun with it, but I don't know how you'd play a league with all Notre Dames. Yeah, maybe we'd have to draw straws to see who won't be able to be Notre Dame. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't care. Ten Notre Dames. That works for me. Uh, but that's something that I'm excited about. I saw it uh, announced, and I can't wait for – the official release of it. I know it's going to take some time and there's other things they're working through. And I think they're taking their time to an extent in the hopes of being able to use the player's likeness and, you know, put them in the game basically. And they should be rewarded for that because yeah, that was Everett Golson. There's no way around it. That was Stefan to it. And all that. like it, that's just what it was. Like it was so obvious, but you know, if the players get rewarded, that's fantastic for them. So I just wanted to touch on that uh, before I jump into what I want to talk about today is our recruiting and how we made out with all of the signees, and a lot of which are enrolled. That was that's such a huge thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go through it, not player by player per se, but I will talk about certain players for sure. I mean, there's gonna be some game changers for the future of Notre Dame that were signed in this class. And man, that's, that's exciting, you know? And, and one of the things that jumps out at me is yes, we signed some players and we've got some players coming in next year, but it's so obvious. Marcus Freeman is just killing it, just killing it as a recruiter. The, the guy's impressive. And quite honestly, I feel like other coaches should see what Marcus Freeman is doing and kind of have a little bit of a guilty like, okay, well, why can't I do that? There's no reason. You're right. Why can't you do that? Let's do it. Let's get everybody on board. Let's everybody have the same drive and, you know, motivation. And, you know, uh, Mike Elston came out and said, you know, we can only recruit, you know, less than half of the top 100 because of our standards. And some people think it's close to like 33%. So out of the top 100, 
there's only 30, let's call it 30, 30 guys that we can actually recruit. Okay, let's, there is some truth in that, yes. But is that going to stop Marcus Freeman from going after whoever and just, you know, driving home the greatness that is Notre Dame and what the opportunity of being a student on top of an athlete at the University of Notre Dame provides? He's not going to stop. Oh, because we can only recruit 30 guys? No, he's going to recruit whoever he can get. And he's not going to kind of uh, pigeonhole these guys, okay? But let's just say that that is true. You can only target 30 guys out of the top 100. Then answer me this. Why are we not the best at recruiting those 30 fucking guys? That's what I want to know. I really want to know that because if you're telling me we can only get 30 of the 100 and it's common knowledge apparently that, oh, yeah, 70 guys can't even get into Notre Dame, can't go to class, whatever. Okay, then why why not just hammer – and hammer and hammer the 30 guys we can get. I know I'm focusing on the top 100, and there's thousands of kids coming out of high school that are going to play college football. I get that. But one of the problems Notre Dame has faced is, you know, even this year, we got, what, 13 four-star guys or 12 four-star guys. You don't get a three-star till our 13th uh, recruit, but we didn't have a five-star this year. And in that top 100 is where you're going to find those five-stars. So our the the difference in Notre Dame getting to that next level, you know, which we're sitting right behind Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. I'm going to keep saying it till I pass out. We're behind those three. We got to get to the next step, the next level. And in that top 100 are guys that are going to help us get to that next spot. So if it's common knowledge, the coaches are saying it. People everywhere are talking about it. That oh, Notre Dame can only get 30 of the 100, so that's why they're not doing. Okay, fine. Let's just absolutely go balls to the wall, all out, do everything and anything to get some of those guys. Obviously, you're not going to get all 30. That's not possible. But just hammer home with some of the guys you can get. I feel like we're just like. Oh, we can only get 30 of them, so let's just – we'll try to get them. And you just kind of slump back in your chair and you recruit them kind of in the same light you were to recruit a three-star, you know, or something like – no. No, they're different. They're different for a reason. They're good. They're great. They're the best of the high school athletes coming into college. Recruit them as such. So if you only have 30, that should make it easier to get some of those guys. Am I wrong? Am I crazy? I can't be crazy because – I can tell you this, my day job, I'm a pharmaceutical rep. Some people may not know that. Some people do. I know I've had conversations with others. I have a lot of products that I promote on a daily basis. I can promise you that if my company said, hey, Mike, guess what? I know you got 13 products. We're whittling it down to three. That's it. You just have to focus on three. You better believe that I will be so much more uh, overall versed in those three products. Right now, I have good knowledge. I have very above, like enough to be a good sales rep, knowledge of 13 products. But the fact of the matter is 13 products is a lot of information. Every one of them is different in some way, some form or fashion, right? You give me three? 
shoot, I'm going to know, you know, everything, every little thing. I'm going to know how many notches are on the bottle cap you got to take off because I only have to focus on three. Same idea. You only have 30 recruits. Give me a reason why you can't recruit those 30 as hard as hell, knowing that there's 70 you can't even touch. I mean, uh, I can think of a million analogies. I'm using my personal life, but as a cook, hey, you gotta, you have a menu. You gotta make a hundred items. Maybe that's that's a lot. Okay, <laughs> you gotta make ten items. Just make do do it. Uh, cut the numbers easy. You gotta make ten items, and you're really good at all ten of those items. Then they, the owner of the restaurant comes in and says, "Hey, man, we just want you to work on three. You know you're gonna be amazing at those three because three is easier to conquer than 10 and 30 is easier to conquer than 100 i just don't get how if it's known that we can only get 30 of the top 100 why we're not just recruiting them as hard and know everything about their lives that will get us the angle we need to get these guys in a gold helmet to get us to the next step that's the whole point of that is to get us to the next step if you recruit the five stars or the high four stars Mainly the five. We're getting high four stars. But the five, just, there's no reason why we can't be recruiting these guys harder than anybody else. Because the other, I say other, there's few, but most of the other schools are able to recruit all 100. Well, we can't. So let's just be the best at getting those 30. Come on, how hard is that? We have an amazing sale here. Like, we are Notre Dame, our history. I mean, how far back do you want to go? We can go all the way back to New Rockney. But, I mean, Lou Holtz, and I realize some of these kids don't know Notre Dame the way I do and some of you listeners out there do. But we're still on TV. We're still the draw. We're still the one team that any bowl game at the end of the season wishes they could get. You know, if the circumstances play out, so. So how are we not getting these guys? It's it's kind of confusing. But I there is something that uh, I heard that frustrates me. And it's amazing we still got one of the recruits. Um, I'm going to go into our, our you know 2021 class, but Tyson Ford, who's coming up in the next class. Uh, Marcus Freeman came in. Recruited the shit out of him, pushed whatever buttons he needed to push, and got Tyson Ford to sign with Notre Dame. And then I learned that Tyson Ford, and now obviously this has probably changed since he committed to Notre Dame, but leading up to his recruitment, two days before he committed to Notre Dame to play football, two days before, he had yet to speak to Brian Kelly at all. Let that sink in for a second. This is a four-star beast of a defensive lineman who is being recruited by everybody. And it you know, kind of came down to Notre Dame and Oklahoma from what I could tell. Um, but if we're competing with Oklahoma, we're, we're going after the right guys. If Oklahoma wants him, right? You know? And he had never talked to Brian Kelly? Okay. And, and Rook... He spoke to Lincoln Riley. He said a handful of times, like five or six times, never talked to Brian Kelly. I don't get that. 
Okay, something you guys may not know about me. I played Division three college football for a year. I, <laughs> I'm five foot nothing, 100 nothing. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going pro. I saw the bigger picture. You know, I enjoy, enjoyed the hell out of the one season I played. I loved it. But I had to think bigger picture about my life. And uh, I made a decision to not pursue my love of playing football and, you know, focused on my education. But the reason I went to where I went to, which was all the way in central Indiana, just south of Indianapolis, was because the head coach, Coach Unzer, he called me, like, I don't, I can't tell you how many times. It was at least once a month. He sent me the, before I even said I wanted, I was going to go there, not any of that. Um, he saw some of my film and there were other schools that sent letters. You know, I got a couple phone calls. But this guy sent me a playbook, sent me uh, how I could uh, get better and what they'd be focusing on in their program in terms of, you know, off-season workouts and things. Like this guy cared. And that was it for me. I could have stayed in Texas. Maybe I, maybe I would have had a different experience. I don't know. But the way I saw it was, I want to go somewhere where I'm wanted, where I'm appreciated, where they want to put me on the field. And as a freshman, I got to play. I got to play in some games. So I don't understand how all the way up to the highest of highest levels, your head coach is that disconnected and not talking to a recruit like Tyson Ford. And I'm not trying to trash Brian Kelly. I don't know how he runs his program on a – day-to-day basis or otherwise but when you hear of other coaches head coaches talking to these same recruits that's an issue but you know then you hear always taking pictures with recruits and getting (laughs) violations for it but so you you think he'd be more involved and I hope Marcus Freeman instills some of that in Brian Kelly somehow some way or what I talked about last episode Marcus Freeman just takes over and does those things as the head coach. How fantastic would that be? Because this dude is is killing it. You know, and I'm going to get into all the recruits right now. But before I jump into that, I got to say and a shout out to my buddies at the Four Horsemen podcast for uh, pointing this out. But LSU has got to hate Notre Dame right now. I mean, never mind the last two bowl games we played. We beat them. You know, the LSU can't be thrilled that not only did we take this guy I can't shut up about, Marcus Freeman, who was supposedly going to LSU, and then he wasn't. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, it's too bad, LSU. I, I will never like LSU either, by the way. After the 07 Sugar Bowl, they smoked us, but I got treated like – I've never been treated like that in a football game in my entire life. And GEAUX can go F-U-C-K themselves. But – So not only do we take Marcus Freeman, so sit on that and rotate for a minute, LSU fans. Then we got Kari G to flip. (laughs) What? Yes, that happened. And that's a fantastic thing because that is a safety, and we need him. And dude is six foot three. He's not the highest recruit. I get it. But you can't tell me the guys, if he's being recruited by LSU, again, like look at who they're being recruited by. You know, he's got to be good, and it's, that is a position of need. 
at six foot three safety. Let's let's turn this guy into something. What do you say? Then just last week, oh, you know, Logan Diggs didn't commit when he said he was going to commit. He was going to think about it, and oh, LSU, that, that's where he's going to go. Hometown kid, home state. He's going to end up at Louisiana State, or or then he's not because Notre Dame took him too. That was a straight-up commitment. He didn't flip or nothing, but um, I just love it. Oh, I love it. I love sticking it to LSU. Their fans are morons. They're ridiculous. And then we take, we take Marcus Freeman, who was listed as the next LSU defensive coordinator for uh, a few hours. Then we flip Kari G. Then we just take Logan Diggs. Oh, man, that's sweet. Yeah, so shout-out to the Horseman Pod for uh, recognizing that and putting it out there. So. Uh, cheers to you guys. So let's get into our recruits. One thing that immediately jumped out at me, I'm talking about the top 100, right? I spent ranting and raving about we only get 30 of the top 100. Well, we got four guys in the top 100. So we're, there, we're, we're pretty much there. But maybe we'll, let's get a few more. Let's get a few more. Let's get a five-star. Now, we do have some high four-stars. Okay, Blake Fisher, Rocco Spindler, Tyler Buckner, Deion Colsey. Very high four stars. But it's those five stars that, that make the difference. They they just are. You know, and the best thing about and I know uh, Lorenzo Styles is, is right behind those guys. And the great thing about Fisher and Spindler and Buckner, they're all enrolled currently at the University of Notre Dame. So is Lorenzo Styles. Deion Colsey signed. He hasn't enrolled. He'll he'll be a normal, you know, fall enrollee. But you got these early enrollees. Buckner is so huge. I can't I can even quantify how big of a deal that is given the dude didn't play his senior year. Um, because of the COVID situation in California and everything, he didn't get to play. So we're we know what he can do as a junior against so arguably lesser competition. This was supposed to be his year to be like, listen, I'm going to move up. He transferred. He's going to play tougher competition. He's going to show everybody he can ball. Well, he didn't get the chance to do that. But people are still very high on him, still watching, going back, watching his film. Even with the Elite 11, he didn't show as great. But um, if you listen to people talk about him, they still said, you know, yeah, okay. It, in comparison, I guess overall it didn't look as great. But if you just focus singularly on Tyler Buckner – there's still a lot of the skills that he needs and possesses that he's going to be okay. But enrolling early is so, so huge. He's going to be there. He's going to be working with, you know, Reese and the offense. And, you know, I don't think he'll beat out Cone just because he enrolled early. Even if he's that, I just, I don't see that. If he does, man, sky's the limit. Sky is the limit. I don't know if that'll happen, but I just think it's very, very uh, beneficial for him to have enrolled early to get familiar with the system so that when the season does start, as I mentioned in my uh, season preview, schedule preview, that I do think he has the opportunity to take over at some point during the season. This would get him going in that direction. you know. But as we go through like some names that just uh, – pop for me like Prince Kali uh, which this one is weird I don't understand this I am so high in this guy 
Prince Kali. I mean, could that be more of a kick-ass name? I mean, come on, Prince Kali. Dude's an animal. He, for whatever reason, he was a four-star, and I, I, I'm saying that like it's a bad thing, but the guy won the National Butkus Award for high school linebacker. He's only a four-star. Not to mention, he ran for 1,500 yards as a running back. I. Fine, if you want to call him a four stars, so be it. I, I don't see it. I think he's a five star, but whatever. He's in a gold helmet, and I'm excited about it. You know. And then we got uh, Audric Estime, uh, running back. People are really high on this guy. He's gonna be great because I think we got one. I'm gonna say one, two more years. I don't know. Hey, Kyron Williams. If he has a really good year, I could see him leaving. That's we'll see we'll see what happens, but I think he still got uh, he's a, he redshirted so maybe that'll uh, keep Williams around. But Estime is going to be solid. But the position that I'm excited about that we've recruited that we've been lacking that I feel like we've got good dudes now is in the secondary. Philip Riley, uh, solid corner already enrolled. That's huge. Again, that is a position of need, and he's already there. So. He's going to be hit, hit, fully hitting the ground running when it comes August. You know, he's going to be ready to rock and roll. Um, I mentioned Kari G. He's only signed. He's not enrolled yet. But again, a, a big safety at six foot three. You know, that's that's exciting. Um, oh, guy, I, I skipped right over Gabriel Rubio. Man, people are excited about this guy. Another defensive tackle. We have been recruiting our D line so well over the last several years. So well. This guy is a four-star defensive tackle. People are really, really high on this guy. And he's already enrolled. You know, I, I just love seeing this early enrollees. I really do, especially at key positions that can help us immediately. They can get on the field and be productive. Being enrolled early, I, I that really matters. Um, Logan Diggs, like I mentioned, he and Estime are going to be great complements uh, much like Tyree and Williams are right now. Um, I like our future at running back. I really do. I think it's going to be solid. It, here, here's an interesting guy, Mitchell Evans. Now, he's coming into Notre Dame as a tight end. Uh, this guy, he's already he's an early enrollee again. And I think it's going to be very important for this particular player for this reason. He was mostly a quarterback in high school. This guy is six foot seven, two hundred and forty pounds. Go check out his highlights. Go check out his huddle. <laughs> six seven two forty, and he he ran a draw, and I'm just sitting there going, I'm five six, <laughs> one fifty, five for nothing, hundred nothing. If you got six seven two forty coming at me, I'm gonna do my best pretend tackle job because I don't feel like getting demolished. I really don't. But this guy is coming in as a tight end. He did play a lot of tight end too, but he was a quarterback for some time. And he's got a hot, lot of highlights of him as a quarterback. He's a high three-star. But 6'7", 240, that's a massive human being. Like, I'm excited. If that guy can play quarterback and run the weight, I, don't, I, just, I just like what he can potentially do on, just as, a, as an athlete. Put him somewhere. Let's make him. Let him make plays. He's obviously he can do something. I mean, that's just 
talent you got to have on the field. Maybe not as a true freshman, but I like that he's in our program. I can tell you that much. And then here's one of my favorite little runs. You know, they're these are uh, you know three star, high three star guys, but they're in positions of need, and they're huge guys, like physically huge. Ryan Barnes, quarterback. Chance Tucker, cornerback. We're gonna have two guys in the secondary at six two and six one at the corner position. That's that's what we need. That's the kind of stuff we need because you know we're Deion Colsey. I think is it is it Colsey? I think he's six four. Uh, Jordan Johnson's like six four. You know you got these big receivers in in college football now. Well, you better have big corners because I. A jump ball, you're dead in the water if you got a bunch of five nine, five ten corners. So getting a six two, six one cornerback is fantastic. And Barnes is already enrolled. I think Barnes and Riley, who are is already enrolled, I think that's gonna be big. I think they're gonna get some uh some playing time this season. I really do. And then Justin Walters, he's a safety. He's enrolled at six two. And now oh that's this is so huge because we know what Kyle Hamilton is. We know how good he is. Houston Griffith, um, hopefully, you know, Marcus Freeman gets the best out of him. I know he was a high recruit coming right out of high school. I'd love to see Griffith come into his own. But I'm just looking at Kari G at 6'3 and Justin Walters at 6'2 and just going, yes. Because... The one thing that drove me nuts last season, which some of you know, was Sean Crawford. The guy's a domer for life. He's such a great guy. But the fact of the matter is, it's rare that a five foot nine safety works out. Not everybody can be Bob Sanders, okay? They just can't. And having a six two, six three safety, that's what we need. You need a guy like that. And then we got some linebackers, uh, and I'm never going to get say this name right, but Devin Ayapui, Ayapayu, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he's six foot five. <laughs> he's, he's six five, like 230, 220, something like that. Love it. So Will Schweitzer, six five, linebacker. Man, he's, I, I love seeing size because there's a lot of things you can teach. There's a lot of things you can coach up. You can't coach up. Six five. You can't coach somebody like I'm. I was five six. Always gonna be five six. You can't coach me anything that's gonna automatically make me a five. And I'm just gonna say five ten. I would have killed to be five ten. I mean, there there are things I would have sacrificed in this life to get to just five ten. But you can't coach that. You can't teach that. You can't study for that. There's nothing you can do. When you're walking around six foot five as a linebacker, you are a massive human being. And we'll coach the rest of that shit. We'll get you going. And then the, this might be my favorite linebacker or player just because of the uh, nicknames he probably gets to use. But Kahanu Kia. His last name is Kia. K I A. Kia. He's got to have some cool nicknames just because of the car thing, like K5 or. I. I don't know. I I just I'm thinking of we got to come up with a, a cool nickname for that guy just related to the the car manufacturer which is fun. But then, you know, even going down like I'm getting to the 
end of our recruits, and there's still some good dudes that people are talking about. Pat Coogan is a guard. People are talking about him. Jason Anye, six foot five defensive end. People are talking about this guy, and he's way down. He's like our uh, what twenty fourth ranked recruit in terms of star rating. Uh, JoJo Johnson, he's coming in as a cornerback. That's another guy. It's a position of need. I don't know. I mean, he, obviously he's got some guys in front of him. Uh, not to mention already on the roster, but in this recruiting class. But that's a position you need guys at. So we, we're getting them. And then our, <laughs> our last recruit, which this one's kind of cute. Ron Pellis third. I don't know how good he is or not, but it's it's kind of cool. You know, he got the family thing. I don't think he's going to win. What did Ron Palace win? It was four Heismans, right? Bino Cook called for four Heismans. Yeah, he was close. He, he got zero. But uh, but no, Ron, Ron Palace is good. I actually got his autograph when I was uh, a young kid at Notre Dame Stadium. So uh, he's a good guy and, you know, brought his son into the program. That's cool. I like it. But we have 27 total recruits. 14 of them are currently enrolled at the University of Notre Dame. And I love to see that. I do because that's how you get freshmen the opportunity to play because they're going to go through spring and the coach is going to see these guys and it's not like, oh, they have August to show their worth and maybe they'll get some playing time. You know, but you just go through it. I said all these names, right? But we're... We didn't have any five stars. We're still missing some five stars, right? That goes back to Elson's comments that we can only get 30 of the top 100. Well, let's – we're getting good guys. We're getting good recruits. We're getting names that I'm excited about that other people are excited about. Well, let's do the same thing and grab some of those 30 of the 100. Let's do it. Come on. I, I know we can. I absolutely know we can. There's no question about that. You just have to put in the effort. It's like anything. You're going to get out what you put in. And if you just accept that, oh, our standards are too much. Nope. We're too smart. That, no, don't don't fold before you ever have a chance. You know? And it's just... You know, looking through this, Marcus Freeman is already winning, and I love it. And I can't wait for the season to start and see what this guy can do on the field. We're seeing what he can do off the field, and there is a lot to be said about what he's doing off the field. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's got to be, if any non-Notre Dame fans uh, out there, specifically one maybe, but I think he's happy with his defensive coordinator. I don't know. Hey, Casey, how's, how's Venables working out for you guys? You have to let me know because I I don't know. I've never heard of the guy. But uh, but no, there's a lot of teams that are probably like seeing what Notre Dame is doing and what Freeman's doing already and like, man, like that's awesome. And, you know, I hope they're a little jealous. That's, that's the best part about being a Notre Dame fan. A lot of people are jealous of us. Now – in some cases, it doesn't make any sense why. <laughs> we haven't won shit since 88. But we are still Notre Dame, and please be jealous. Bring on the hate. We we embrace it. We love it. 
And I'll I'll throw it back 100%. Um, so that that's just I you know it's not long extensive, but I did want to go through our recruiting class and touch on some names that I'm excited about seeing and you know looking forward to the season. It is the off season. There's no games to talk about, but we do have players. There is stuff going on, and I don't know. Uh, I, I'd like to do this every week. You know, we'll see what topics come up that I can discuss. You know, maybe get somebody on here with me. We can uh, talk about whatever. You know, college football in general, Notre Dame football. You know, whatever. I'm, I'm open to it, man. I, I, I enjoy. If you can't tell, I enjoy talking. I'm doing a solo podcast. I like hearing my own voice. <laughs> so I've been told. So um, if somebody else would like to join me and hear themselves talk, you know, I can uh, work that out and get something going for sure. But And I do want to give a shout out to – I know I uh, gave some love to the Four Horsemen podcast. Appreciate you guys. They brought me on their show a couple times. But uh, also, I got, I've made a friend through this uh, great app of we call Twitter. Um, Casey the Beef Cregan, he's giving me a shout out on a, his shows, plural shows. He's got a podcast called Sluggo. That's uh, it's kind of mostly college football with an emphasis on Clemson. He is a Clemson grad, and then he's got a Chopping Beef show, which that's just if. If you need a break from life, just whatever life is throwing at you, you know, I can, and I'll talk about me personally here in a minute, but whatever life's throwing at you, you're, you're feeling like, man, today just sucks, whatever it is. You're you're me. You're in South Texas. It's supposed to be nice. We're, people are supposed to be jealous of us because we're in South Texas in February. It was 77 degrees on Wednesday. And here we are on Friday, and it's raining, and it's 34 degrees, and I want to go fucking shoot myself. I didn't know I was going to have to wear a goddamn gloves and hat. That was not part of the deal, South Texas. But you know what will help you? Go search Chop and Beef. Chop, the letter N, Beef. And listen to three guys discuss who the fuck knows what they're discussing. But it is hilarious, and it's like buddies you never had, buddies you didn't know existed, just going on about stuff and um i I enjoy it it gives me uh, a fun little break from the life i live and uh casey i appreciate the the shout outs you've and plugs you provided to me some i want to throw it back at you too man uh thank you but i did meet casey on twitter and this quarantine stuff this is going to be kind of a uh you know, a very honest uh, moment for me here. Not that I'm not honest normally, but it's just, you know, teared down version. But so the quarantine pandemic situation, I, I, I didn't say I struggled with it, but you know, there were some good things that came out of it. Me and my fiance got a lot closer. We really did. We were both at home and that can go one of two ways. You can get tired of that person or you can, you know, realize how much you appreciate that person in your life. And I loved her even more. Uh, as crazy as that may sound, because she's an amazing woman. But the other thing that happened was I had a lot of downtime. 
and I became very involved in Twitter, became more involved, and I uh, grew my friendships that I had that were kind of shallow and, and became deeper, uh, Casey being one of them, the guys at Four Horsemen being another. And it became part of me uh, way too much. It did lead me to this podcast, and that's awesome, and I'm going to keep doing it. Um, as the time permits and allows and still doesn't take away from my overall objective, which is to be a husband and a father and take care of my day-to-day duties in those places. So for that reason, I'm slowing down on Twitter for a little while just to kind of, you know, let the people in my life that I see every day know that they're more important than, you know, pounding my thumbs away, (laughs) arguing with people about Notre Dame football and otherwise. But I'm not really going anywhere in terms of disappearing or anything like that. I'm still going to be the same smart ass guy that keeps all the receipts. You want to talk shit, bring it. I'm, I'm keeping receipts. Don't worry about that part, but I am going to slow down uh, to a degree. But I'll, I'll be back. You, you will see me. Maybe not as immersed as before. Um, during the football season, that may change. But during the off season, uh, I'll take a little bit of a break. But you will see me. And you, you know the handles. MJPalk21. It's kind of the personal one. And then uh, Five Foot Nothing Pod is for this show. And I'd like to, get, I'd like to grow the show. And I think I'm going to do that. As, as time goes, you guys listen. I appreciate it. And I'll get some guests on here, you know, see what they can do. But I did want to, you know, let everybody know what, what's going on because I'm just a guy, you know, and I'm having fun. I'm doing a podcast. But I can, you know, sometimes life isn't all fun and games as much as you want it to be. Although I still live my life sarcastically more often than not. And that's just that's just how it's going to be. But so I went to recruiting. Filled you in on why I'm taking a little bit of a Twitter break. But I will be there and I'll, I'll be sharing this podcast episode. And, you know, if you guys ever want to talk, hit me up. I've given you the handles and I'll give them again. At MJPalk21. At five foot nothing pod, and you can always shoot me an email five foot nothing pod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. And you know, please, if you listen to this, if you enjoy my uh, you know, not so funny <laughs> talks about Twitter, if you enjoy my ranting and raving about why in the hell we can't recruit the 30 that we can recruit better than anybody else in the country. If you're enjoying it, if you're liking it, like it, share it. You know, Go to Apple, hit the little purple icon, write a review, give me five stars. I would love it. It would make my day. It really would. But however you get your podcast, whether it's Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple, you know, um, like it, share it, tell your friends. I greatly appreciate it, and you know I I will be back. I'm not 
I'm not gone forever. I can't be gone forever. Five foot nothing, a hundred nothing doesn't go away. He keeps coming and coming and coming and coming to the point where he annoys other people. That's a fact. But thank you all for listening. Stay warm because it's cold. If it's cold as balls in South Texas, it's cold as balls everywhere in this country. And y'all stay warm. Five foot nothing, a hundred nothing, out.